Struggling Well podcast is a conversation between Jimmy and Susie Callum. Jimmy and Susie are co-founders of the ministry Tandem Spirituality, whose purpose is to support the church through cultivating healthy relationships in order to impact the kingdom of God. To learn more, visit tandemspirituality.com. Well, welcome back to Struggling Well podcast, and we're glad that you have joined us and trust that you're having a good day. Um, But that's not always an easy thing to do in the world we live in. Life's hard. There's an understatement. Um, life's hard on a, on a big picture sense. Um, life is hard on an individual person to person sense. Um, it's not easy living in the world today. No, it's not. And especially in the culture or, you know what, I shouldn't say that especially because I think that our culture since Adam and Eve, um, have been struggling. Um, but when you just said that, it made me think about how easily I can be elated or deflated. Like, you know, it can be a good day, things are perking along, and usually the good day involves things that I have designed, and because I think I'm an incredible designer of my time, not. But I can I can get a phone call with a piece of harder news, like somebody's had to go to the doctor because they have, you know, suspicion of something, and I can feel myself deflate, boom. Um, I can read uh, the news, and, and you know that's that place where I get caught, and I maybe read a, a good story. There's not many of those, but I read a story and I'm like, yay, humanity is not going down the drain. And then I read something right or hear about some crazy thing that's happened, yet another shooting, yet another you know murder of some kind or pol- politicians that are at each other's throat. And I can feel myself deflate. What about you? Yeah, I think that there's um, um, a false sense. Um, I, I'm going to make this a little more pointed to us. And um, to America, I think there's this false sense of um, a hope we have in our country that um, leads us to leads us to thinking that if we can just turn it around, whether it's in a political way or whatever, that somehow we're going to regain everything we wanted here on this earth in 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 our lifetime. And um, I, I just don't believe that's true. And I think therein is a big struggle. Um, in scripture, in, in first Peter, um, Peter says this, speaking about us, the church, he says, you're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you can proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. So, um, we often talk about this when we travel, um, and been to other countries, we represent the country that we live in. We represent America. We want to be, we want to be a good example of what it means to, to be an American. I also think that we have a responsibility, according to what Peter says there, um, to be a representative of a different nation, which is a heavenly nation, which is the kingdom of Christ. By the way, same language he uses in the Old Testament and in Exodus to describe the people of Israel. Not just so that we can brag that, they, hey, we're part of this, this club, um, but because we have the chance to proclaim him through how we behave. And I'm not sure, this is just my, my thoughts, I'm not sure that that idea of being a part of his nation, God's nation, even enters into the fact that we're going to respond as, as Americans more so than we are about responding like Christ would want us to respond. You know, you're walking on very thin ice here because there's a good chance. I mean, 
you might be canceled within the next three or four seconds. Well, I know that. I realize that. But it's really true. I, I, I really think that we don't give credence to the responses we have to the world we live in, to the responses that we have to things that we don't like. And there's so much here not to like in the day and age we live in that that we we don't give credence to the fact that we're to respond as Christ followers because we have a second citizenship. Um, you know, back in the in the New Testament, when um, the Christians were, you know, forming churches and everything, they lived in the Roman culture. Right. And if you do any study about the Roman culture, uh, it was deplorable. Um, there was a lot of horrible things going on. Uh, children were being sacrificed. I don't mean like giving up for adoption, but I'm talking about were killed. Um, there was a lot of uh, sexual confusion. There was a lot of of grooming of younger kids. It, it, it was an awful, awful time. And yet in, in that place, there was the church, the Christian church. How did God ask them, inspired, and we see the inspired version through the scriptures. What were some of the things that they were told. Well, yeah, I mean, and and go. I'll go from Peter to Paul. Paul, in his letter to the Thessalonians, said that um, I urge you to aspire to live quietly and to mind your own affairs and to work with your hands, as we instructed you, so that you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. Okay, here we go. The dog again, yeah. who just added hairball. But uh, let me just interject here. We, I don't, for whatever reason, our sweet dog is very needy this morning. And since our studio is our kitchen table, um, please forgive us. Um, someday we'll have a big fancy. No, we won't no, ever. We won't. But so, so let me go back. To yes, what I just please. Said. I'm sorry, squirrel. Yeah, I know. Squirrel. So, it, so here we are to the Thessalonians. It's I aspire. You should aspire to live quietly and to mind your own affairs and to work with your own hands as as, as they've been instructed. So that you can walk properly before outsiders. Mm-hmm. And and so over and over again in scripture, there's a higher calling that's been put on us. And and I think where we sometimes, and I do the same thing, we'll go, yeah, but that's not fair. Or yeah, but I'm an American. I have the right to say whatever, whatever. But, but we're, again, New Testament, we're told to live as aliens and strangers. Mm-hmm. What's that indicate to me? Well, this isn't my final home. Eternity is. However, I still, I still think, not no however, but um, we still need to be responsible citizens and to navigate that through the, well, let's call it the grid again, back a couple of weeks ago, the grid of being a follower of Christ. And a, a friend of ours comes to my mind. Um, this, this man is very much... Um, very interested in what's happening in world affairs, financial world, world affairs. Um, he and one of his sons keep up with a lot of this stuff. But here's the thing I want, I, I think is important to know about this man and what makes him so dear to you and me is that his love for the Lord and his desire for people to know Christ trumps even his um, responsibility as a citizen in the United States uh, of the city he lives in, that's his main thing, is the kingdom of God. Yeah, and and, and there's that brings to me the other interesting thing is, okay, so I, I have a responsibility to live as a, a responsible citizen. 
what happens if being a responsible citizen to eternity, to the heavenly kingdom that I'm part of, mm-hmm. is different than being a responsible citizen to the country I live in? So I, I, I'm going to go now outside of our country. Okay. So there are people who live in dictatorships. There are people who live under communism um, and they have a responsibility to be good citizens of their nation. What would have been a good citizen of a heavenly kingdom is different than being a good citizen of the nation that you live in. So I give an example. Well, um, denying Christ. Is that what you're, well, no, I don't, I don't, not, not, I'm not going to go that far because that that's somewhat a, a simpler one. But what if, what if being a good citizen of a country would say that, um, you don't protest something, but as a citizen of the kingdom, you feel like it's appropriate to, to protest something that was an injustice against human life. Are you going to give like five easy steps to being no. a Christian in a hard world? No, I'm not. That's my whole point. I don't think it's an easy thing to do. Yeah. I, 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 but I think sometimes what happens is we can default to to the land that we live in, to the country that we are citizens of. We can default there and ignore the fact that we are also citizens of another kingdom. And 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 Christ said it in the in the Beatitudes and in the Sermon on the Mount, it's an upside down kingdom. It's it doesn't reflect the values of any nation necessarily. It's a different way of looking at life. And so um but I don't often go there. Yeah, it's a much bigger view. It's, you know, um, one of the things that we have been able to experience is overseas travel. Um, And some have been really fun vacations, but a lot has been going to a third world country. And um, what I always find interesting is when they have um, like a picture of Jesus on their walls, let's say, he doesn't look like you and me. He looks like them. And so what it's done to me is realize that there's a whole world that is perceiving Jesus, God the Father, excuse me, and the Holy Spirit um, through their grid of their country. And in America, we have, um, and it's a great country. I'm glad I live here. I would not do well in some of the other countries where you get squashed or where women are, you know, shrouded in draperies. But, um, we are not the, I, I don't think that when Jesus returns, oh, here it goes, I'm going to get canceled big time. I don't think that the vortex of his return is the United States. Right. I, I, again, I, I just think that there's, we have to be reminded that the gospel is not, it's not based on any one country. No. The gospel is the good news of salvation through Christ and, and when that becomes a part of you, as you accept that, then you do enter a citizenship that doesn't have its final home here in this world. It has its final home in eternity when he comes back and he creates the new heavens and the new earth. And so that's, that's the important piece that I guess I'm saying we have to wrestle with and we have to struggle with is how do I balance those two things? How do I, how do I live with the tension? And I don't have five simple steps to do it. Um, But how do I balance the tension of making sure that the gospel is not some Americanized, Westernized gospel, but that it's the gospel of Jesus Christ 
which applies to all peoples and all nations at all times. So you're not going to wrap this up with a bow? No, I'm not. Because okay. you you wouldn't like it if I did. No, I wouldn't. I don't have a bow to wrap it up with either. Well, thank you so much for listening to us today. And uh, we hope that maybe some things were stirred. Um, we are not trying to be controversial on purpose. But when you follow Christ, you are immediately controversial uh, in a way to represent him because he was. Um, so our hope and our prayer for you as listeners is that you will wrestle You'll ask God how you should navigate through the world as it is. Um, And we just trust that you'll be in the word of God. And our dog Gus has one last hairball to to share with you. And we'll sign off till the next time. And we'll see if Gus behaves better next time. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us. To learn more about the Struggling Well podcast, visit TandemSpirituality.com.